You are now listening to the Dream Loud Podcast. Join us as we explore the significance of following your dreams. We hope you'll enjoy the ride. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Dream Loud Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Benjamin Hall. We're so glad that you've decided to tune in today and join the conversation. How's it going, guys? It's going on. Great. How are awesome. you doing? What's going on, Ben? It's going good. What's going on, <laughs> listeners? Thank you, everyone, for listening throughout all of this. Yes. We've had, we've had a blast doing yes, these thank and you all. getting together, and uh, we appreciate the support, both listening and on Facebook, on the Facebook group. It's been an amazing journey. We've only been doing this. I guess this is the end of About the first month. month. Yeah. yeah. No, it's been so fun, though. It's been a lot of fun. So it's amazing how fast time time goes. We're Whenever already you on say episode it's a month, five. Right. Yeah. And you say like, oh, we've been doing this for a month. And you're like, we've been doing this for a month? Yeah. It's been so fun, though. It's been a lot of fun. So let me introduce the panel that we have today. We're, we're down one that yeah, we normally we're, are. We're down one. The, she's she's my wife is not available. We are pure testosterone tonight. <laughs> yeah. So in, yes. enjoy this one, folks. <laughs> So we miss you and love you, Amanda. We'll, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. She might even walk in during this episode because we're, oh, we're, cool. record, we're recording this at, at my house um, and just walking in general, but she has, she has an, an obligation to work tonight and she was pretty bummed. You know, she actually sent me a text message. She said, you know, good luck guys. And you know, so she's Aww. missing us too. Yeah. So I think she said, good luck dudes, which is like you said, Lee in the first one, me and me and the dudes and yeah, you know, but the dudes, uh, the dudes right. So, uh, so yeah, she's missing us, but she had an obligation to work and she's teaching a class tonight. So. Uh, yeah, I had no clue this was happening. You're teaching a class. So. Right. Yeah, good for her, though. Yeah. But we'll have her back soon. Yeah, she'll be back. So you've already heard their voices, but on my left, we have the amazing, very talented Lee Scop. Hi, everyone. Hope you're all doing well tonight and enjoying, or today. I don't know what time of the day you'll be listening to. Or this morning, maybe. This morning, maybe. maybe. On your commute. Maybe someone's hacking in and they're already hearing this. I don't know. It's possible. Wow. Big Brother. Yeah. It's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's an incubus. That's an incubus song. It is. Yeah. It's not my favorite off that no, album. I, I agree. And they played that one live too. They did. And yeah. I fell asleep. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> one. That was but the the rest of the set was great. But I'm sorry, go on. It no, was. no, it's fine. I'm I'm just really excited tonight meeting an awesome new guy. Oh. And uh just with good old friends. So it's just gonna be fun. Yes. So our third panelist is uh, Dan Chifo. What's going on, everyone? Thanks again for the support. Appreciate it. Woo! Thanks for being here, Dan. <laughs> Not like we would do this without you, but thanks no, for being here. No, no. Thanks I for being just, at your house. Yeah, thanks for being at my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I love this stuff. Again, you know, we've we've had so much fun uh, putting all these together and, and putting our ideas together, and, and it's just been a lot of fun, and, and we hope you guys are enjoying it, too. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Um, who's, who's the new guy? Yeah, so today is a very special <laughs> episode because this is our first guest first ever. First guest ever on in the Dream Loud podcast. podcast history. Oh, Here we go. Yeah. Drum, roll. Uh, drum roll, please. <laughs> this is the ongoing joke because I hate this and it, and I know it sounds awful in the speakers. People, Somebody's driving down the road and they're just like, what the hell is this rattling in my car? They just swerved us, yeah. I apologize. So, I apologize, fans. First, first guest in first Dream guest. Loud podcast history. So we're very excited. I'm very happy to introduce Matt Fordyce. Yeah. What's going on? I am uh, super um, privileged for being here. And I have to say, dude, every time I hear your intro, I have to headbang. I don't know how many people out there that listen to this intro that they're not just banging their head up and down because it is just awesome. Well, thanks, man. That's the only type of music I write is headbanging music. So. That's excellent. Well, thank it you. It is a great intro. <laughs> 
I remember like the first time you sent it over. I mean, it was yeah, it's it's fantastic, and and you did it all, and and the intro, and no, it's great. I agree. But With no, a little bit of help from Presona Studio One. That's right. Not that's... a sponsor, but maybe one day. Maybe it will be. <laughs> nice. But no, I, I feel very privileged for being the first guest. So first so one much. ever. Well, thank you, Making man. Making history. I can't think of a better one. Um, and we don't go back very far. Mm-hmm. You know, me and you. This is probably only our third time hanging out. <laughs> yeah about three yeah Yeah, about three yeah but it's it's always revolved around audio or music this is true in general (laughs) which is a great way to start any relationship absolutely relationship goals i think that's how that's how with us too with music and then yeah and then lee too yeah very true so the first one was well did i meet you before the tool show no, I think no, it was the that, was that was the tool show. That yeah. was the tool show, yeah. Which is an epic way to meet oh, anybody. Absolutely. Yes. Meeting so, someone at a tool show. A lot of fun there. And then the second time was the Muse show. Yeah. Just two, as good. two ridiculous shows. <laughs> Muse and Tool meeting four dice. Yeah. And now now's the third time you're on our show. Very awesome. So thank it's you. It's a good time. Wow. No, thank you. And and the way uh, Fordyce and I go back, he's one of my best friends. He's one of the, the best people that I know, period. Too kind. Um, no, no, get out of here. Uh, but no, uh, you know, one of the best people I know, one of my best friends. And um, I just think he has a great story. You know, I think I think it's not just because we're, we're great friends and we go back, uh, you know, to 2001, 2002. But um, I love his story and I love his story of overcoming, um, you know, the Dream Loud podcast. We're about dreaming loud and following your goals and following your dreams and, and doing whatever, you know, doing what you want and, you know, kind of doing what makes you happy, doing what makes your heart happy. Um, and this guy did it like he and you're going to hear his story. And it's an awesome story. Like he was in um, he was in a bad situation, just a really bad bad, um, rough, difficult pit. Um, and he drug himself out of that pit. It's, it's an awesome story. Um, and now he's, he's, you know, I, I, I'm trying to avoid cliches, but he's on cloud nine. I mean, he's just, um, he's in a great spot right now. He's in a tough spot and he made the decision to get out of there and to change it. So, uh, I'm very interested in, in to, to go or very, very excited to, to go in and to, and to, to jump into his story. I guess I could. Am I, am I starting it? Maybe. I guess so. I yeah. guess I'm starting. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. No, I've I've known Fordyce. Um, I I went to school at West Virginia University for two years, and I graduated from IUP. I met Fordyce at WVU and a lot of other great people in Morgantown, uh, and I met Amanda at IUP, who you know who um, ended up transferring out of there. Uh, but Morgantown was awesome. Um, H- how did we actually meet? Do you remember? Oh yeah. Oh, it was that. That could be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but. It was it was a similar thing. It was through music. Yeah, um, awesome. and Fordyce had a Mudvayne shirt on, mm-hmm. uh, and Fordyce was very loud. before they were popular. It was before oh, wow. they were popular. Oh yeah, it was about two thousand one or two. It, it was before Lost and Found. It was before End of All Things to Come. Was that before the Grammy? Didn't they win a Grammy? Uh, they yeah, they won a Grammy. So LD fifty just came out. That's yeah, great. Yeah, it just right. barely yes. came out. Yeah. And um, Man, that should be on my top five album so well, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed that one, too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that was a fun one. But no, um, he was he uh, and we bonded through music. Yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a great night. It was a it was, you know, just a lot. And uh, he had a Mudvayne shirt on. And he was known as the Mudvayne kid. Uh, you know, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was. Oh, yes. it's the Mudvayne kid, you know, because you're in college. You don't know. So this this shirt, I want to talk about the shirt. He real still quick. has it. I still have it. Is it is it a shirt that is like a photo of like the band? On the back, yes. Okay, so with, they their, used to, with their paint and everything, right? They used to dress like yeah. really yeah. crazy, kind of like the Slipknot, right? Sure, right, right. Like Before the costume, Slipknot, yeah, right. Yeah. 
So I could just imagine people being like, who the heck is Mudvayne? And then you see these weirdos. Right. <laughs> so, yes, I could see that taking off and, and becoming but, your, your character. That was that was my cliche shirt that I yes. should wear. But it was it was awesome because, uh, yeah, he was and, – and I I just – I guess like I, I'm going to call him Fordyce throughout the rest of the episode just because – but his name – you know, Matt Fordyce, but like – just Fordyce. He's known as Fordyce. I had to ask his yeah. name before we started recording because <laughs> I just know him as Fordyce too. No, just just as a, a, a thought, I do have a younger brother, so he can't go by Fordyce. He actually goes by another nickname, Dicer. Dicer. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what he created. He's like, dude, all your friends call you Fordyce. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to be known as Dicer. True. I'm that's, like, all right, that's that's a good name. Yeah, yeah that is. Yeah, that's, and they, like it's awesome. Sounds like but, something from the Ninja Turtles. Yes, absolutely. Like, so We're both Ninja Turtle fans. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. So so yeah. So Fordyce and I and we um we meet and and I I'm at my work study job and the very next day after after we go to this party <laughs> and Fordyce rolls into my work study job and I'm like it's the Mudvayne kids. <laughs> I'm still wearing the same clothes the night before. Yeah, and, and the Mudvayne yeah. kid. So we go and, and we bond through music and we bonded through um, you know playing chess and oh, and yeah, uh, yeah. we had epic chess battles yes, uh, in Morgantown, both at your at your place and but no, we just quickly forged a friendship through. Did you say chess, chess. battles? Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. We would go. It would be on the weekends and we would go to the the mountain lair, which is like kind of the student mm-hmm. union, and they would have like a bowling alley and we would sit there and play chess. It's awesome. Don't, don't don't knock it. I mean, it's it's not a it's a strategic game. The reason it's very, I brought ben, that up, Ben loves chess. Well, the reason I brought that up is because I have a chess set like on my table. Like, it's all awesome. serious. Yeah. All yeah, I forgot to tell you that Ben loves chess. I do. Oh, we're going to have to play. Yeah, we will have Not, to play. No, we're recording now. I but know. after, after <laughs> the <ball. laughs> So, listeners, Fortnite just moved B12 to B. <laughs> crowd goes silent. <laughs> oh, Fordyce put Ben in check. Uh, but uh, but no, a, I still want to okay. talk about that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, by all means. Yeah. It's just, I just, just came to my mind, but for some reason, I found like an audio clip of like some like, I, I think it was video also, but it was like this chess championship. Yeah, yeah. Like 2000. I, it's when you get on these like rabbit holes in YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And you're, and you're down, start, you're so yeah. far down there, you're like watching the, two, the chess championship. It's like the 2000, <laughs> 2014 like international chess right. competition. And like, there's so, so the funny thing is, is like, they're so serious, super yeah. nerdy kids. The audio and video quality is just crap. And you're cringing. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. cringing. You hear all this, all this static. I can barely hear what they're saying. And right. the announcers are like, they're talking like, sports announcers sure like they're so excited and it's just this like a is chess life piece or death and they're playing chess <laughs> yeah and they and these kids are they're dressed in like white collar shirts sure. just right. very proper Do they have the time clock too they have the time right. clock and then we never played like that and then the one like makes a yeah, move you took time. and you can see like you could see this like glint in the other guy's eye and right. it's just kind of like oh it's is this checkmate? <laughs> oh, and then, like all of a sudden, the other kid just loses it. Oh no! He like flips over the board. Yeah, he just like flips. He just he just flips out. But like I don't know, just sur- just surrounding it, like the that's outstanding. The crappy audio quality. There's like five people in the stands watching. They you have know, a like, sign, right? The, just the sign, just like international, Jimmy. right? It's just, it, it would be like, <laughs> it'd be like any busker you would see on the street just playing for change. Like that was like the international, chess. right? I'm, now I'm ripping on the chess championship. Oh, no. <laughs> Unless you're going to be like, I was there. Blah, blah, blah. They could put us in checkmate in four moves. and we. <laughs> I know. So right. I, I love chess just as much as you guys, but 
that story just popped into my head, so I that's had to so bring funny. It up. Somebody should make it like a vine. I don't know. I'm old. It, do people still make vines? Vine doesn't. Vine's done. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but the compilations are amazing. Right, the compilations of like just people just losing their minds yeah. because somebody makes a, <laughs> makes a move. That would be amazing. I would watch that. Yeah, yeah I'd do that. People like flipping boards yeah. over. I don't know about flipping boards, but just like going crazy. Just because they're in checkmate. Oh no, I'm in checkmate. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say that's a pretty epic way to end it, though. Like to just flip that. I pro- <laughs> like what else are you gonna do? If I realized that I was in checkmate, I'd probably do that <laughs> yeah. like i just flip it over um but no we bonded through uh through chess we would and your your brother would play and, and yes. you know and and uh yeah but through chess and through and uh we just started hanging out every weekend you know at your place uh 743 snyder street i can't uh, believe you remember that address oh yeah Dude, he's got like a, a like a trap i was gonna say foot of photographic memory but it's more like a something encyclopedic memory that's about yeah that's about it um but no just bonded through um you know through chess and and video games and Mm -hmm. music and wrestling and um for us just a great guy and and a great uh great person and a great uh, blushing over here friend and (laughs) and a jerk no (laughs) just a a great uh you know anytime you have a problem you know great ear to listen um you know just a great dude so we got pretty close um I went to IUP. We stayed in touch. Uh, yeah, IUP. That's right. You're grad too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stayed in touch. You know, went nice. down and visited him a couple of times. Have some great stories from Morgantown. Um, and then Fordyce graduated from West Virginia. Woo-hoo. Uh, <laughs> let's go Mountaineers. I'm still with there. Yeah, Mountaineers. Yeah. And, Mountaineers, baby. Yeah. Um, and then he got a job in Washington D.C. Um, and it was ca- Capital Securities Finance. Capital, Capital Securities Management. Capital Securities Management. I, I apologize, um, but it, pretty much a big banking job. And he got it was it was a big job uh, in D.C. A, a right in Tyson's Corner, where if you you know if you're familiar with the D.C. area, it's yeah. a very very expensive, uh, great place, right outside uh, Dulles, D- Dulles International. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Like an exit or so away. Uh, so you you lived in Vienna when you were down there. You lived in Reston when you were down there. You lived in Tyson's when you were down there. Uh, but he got a job in Tyson's and. It was your. It was his first job. First, his first gig. Yeah. And, oh, your and the, first job. Like, first gig. Like the, wow. the first big. You know. Like you nailed it. Oh, he killed oh, it. I got lucky because like I was going no, for. Uh, go on. I was going to go through MBA school and I took my test and everything and I just didn't pass and it was oh. awful. It was the GMAT. GMAT's an awful test, and I get this phone call from uh, my uh, my cousin's. Um, husband at the time and he's working in virginia he's like you want a job i'm like mm-hmm. uh yeah oh uh, yeah so he did the interview right then and there over the oh phone oh my gosh wow yeah and uh it was basically he had a financial assistant that left and he needed someone to join and he they thought of me and i was just like absolutely i mean granted it i didn't know anything about the security industries which is like finance and, and okay. brokerage and all that i was gonna stuff. ask you what were your qualifications uh, they needed a body, and luckily, and you have a I body. Had, I had I had that foot <laughs> in the door where basically they, my cousin was married to him, and so but you like, had a connection mm, there. I had and that you, connection, but you were yeah, good at yeah. it too. And he said, "Hey, Fordyce well, can do absolutely. this, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely." Yeah, I mean, yeah, like they were like, "Are you willing to work?" I'm like, "You tell me what to do, I'll do it." Right? And that's how yeah. Fordyce is. I mean, that's just, you let me know anything that you mm-hmm. you know he's there for anything. Like, uh, and and just to get on a little bit of an offshoot, I did a half marathon in May. I did the Pittsburgh half marathon. This guy was at my house at four in the morning. And he and he was there the whole time, and he, and went with my wife Amanda, and and just such a great support. Um, but he's willing to do anything. Like if you're in the trench, you know, he'll roll up his sleeves and get in the trench. That's why I love him so. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, but you. um, but yeah, he but he got his job in D.C. and um, 
you know, a very, very significant, very big time job and dealing with million dollar clients and things like that. And just, uh, just, yeah. you know, really big stuff. And one of the coolest things I wanted to, wanted to tell this, um, we went down to visit Fordyce for the first time and we're going down and, uh, we're going to visit and, you know, we had a, a fun weekend planned. You can, uh, fill in the blanks with that one and use your imagination, but we had a fun weekend planned and, um, we see Fordyce and he just gets off work and, and he's in a dress shirt. And we're like, what are you doing in a dress shirt? Like he was, you know, like we just weren't used to seeing like Fordyce. Like you're, you're this all is grown a guy that up, always you know? wore black t-shirts, yeah, cargo shorts, holy jeans. We're like, yeah. you look professional. Vans. Like what are you doing in a dress I had, like, shirt? A, I was all clean cut. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like this it was is just like, guy, was just like oh, what's <laughs> was, wrong with you? Are you a suit? <laughs> yeah, but it was great, you know, and and um, you know, so we had a great weekend, and uh, had continually had great weekends, and you know, still kept in touch with Fordyce, and went down to see shows, and we talked about this on a prior podcast. We saw Static X, and that's when we saw with Otep. Oh, the, I love that show. It was Static X and and Otep and some other band that I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But it was at the nine thirty club in DC. But we'd always go and see shows in DC and and whatnot. Um, so Fordyce is building his life and he has this great job. Um, and he met a girl down there and, um, so he meets this girl and again, you know, things are, are getting serious and, and they, uh, you know, they, they are, are building, building a life together and everything. And, and, um, you know, he's just kind of going through and how old were you about that time? You like late twenties, mid, <sighs> mid to late twenties. No, uh, that's a good question. So that would have been 2008. So I was 27. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. mid, yeah. So mid to late twenties. Uh, so yeah, he's building a life and, and he's just in DC and, and he's got everything, you know, everything going and everything working for him. Nice job and, and, and a good girlfriend at the time. And, and, and if you want to take over here, I don't. Oh uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Wow, you you went you, you went uh, a ways into it. So let me kind of retract her. So at that time, I was working at Capital Securities uh, for about five years, uh, no, almost five years, so four. And then I met this girl, and we started dating. And at that time, I've been on probably mm, twenty five first second dates. And this is like in oh, the wow. DC. This yeah. is in the You've DC been area. Too, I've been on a yeah. lot of first dates. So I. In D.C., that's one of the best things about it. There's so many people. So there's a lot yes. of young people and you can meet yeah. whomever. But when you're working eight, nine-hour yeah. days, it's kind of hard. So I right. joined. My, my friends like, jump online. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was working all the time. Like, I don't have time. Looks this, like I got to get online. I, I have to get online. Yeah. Right. So the first try I did it. Uh, I, I went on a few dates and I think, uh, with a few girls and I never could get past date four. It just never, no. I mean, it was just always four dice was all, yeah. Couldn't get past it. Yeah, sure. But, but then like. This girl eventually, yeah. This, this girl, how I met her is my one friend at at that time actually turned vegetarian in 2005. Still vegetarian. Still vegetarian. Oh, okay. For 12 years. And he's like, dude, put vegetarian only. I'm like, I don't want to, you know not limit myself. I want to yeah, limit myself. Yeah. He's like, right. just do it. I'm like, okay. So I did it. <laughs> and I met, I met my, a girl that, you know, had same similar interests in me and like, oh, it was going pretty good. And I got past date four and I'm like, I guess we're in a relationship. And then <laughs> I guess yeah. we're in a relationship. Yeah. 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 And it just, it just sure. happens. Right. Right. Well, right. I mean, that's kind of dating culture nowadays, isn't yeah. it? Like nobody yeah. talks about it. Like you're just kind of hanging out and they, yes. they just kind of Yes, it turns into this, and then so we date now. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pretty much yeah. Um, so that that was going on for a little bit, and I was actually at the time living in a house with uh, three other individuals. And great guys, hey Greg, yeah, if you're Greg, listening, Greg F. Tink. Uh, 
and then uh, Sophia, uh, and then at the other time there was uh, Melissa, another girl that we basically it was a larger house, so it was nice, which is hard to find. Let me say, finding that type of place in Virginia and being able to afford it is unlikely. Great times in that um, yeah. place. It was, it was a great, great house, but that we rented. Greg's um, a good but dude then, too. But then, um, oh, absolutely. And yeah. then uh, around 2009, uh, this girl and I, we decided to um, move in together, and that was a huge step. Yeah, yeah, huge, huge step. Mm-hmm. I never lived with a a girl that I was in a relationship with. Yeah, uh, and everything was going well. I got, uh, I didn't, I got like a small promotion in my job. Of course you which, did. Which was which was good. And then uh, we actually, my job actually moved from Tyson's to Reston. So whenever we got in place, we actually got in another place in Reston, and I was walking distance from my job. It was pretty awesome. I could walk literally uh, two football fields to my to He my was job. also within walking distance of a great Best Buy, too. Which and was an awesome which was, diner. Which was pretty fun. Yes. <laughs> but go on, I'm sorry. But no, so I mean, everything was really, going really going well. going great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you do you have any? Do you want me to go? No, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Um, however, yeah. However so, you wanna... so all right. So what was it? we we dated for? You dated for a while. It was like... up into 2000 in 2012. I decided to pull the trigger and asked her. So to this marry is me. three years. It sounds like it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. So we started dating in 2008. Okay. So that's about, right. About three, four years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. So that's about it. So that's pretty. Yeah, I think Amanda and I were, were we were at four. I asked her to marry at four to five. So yeah, yeah I mean that's pretty. You got you got a nice firm footing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's enough time to know somebody. Yeah. Right. 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 Yes. Sure. I mean, and we were living together for at least uh, two and a half of those yeah. years. Yeah. That's right. It's about that. So uh, whenever would that happen, and then I know everything was going well. Whenever we're planning the wedding, and. Uh, and around 2013, uh, three days before the wedding, you were going to get married in November. Everyone was coming out. And, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the wedding was November third. That's that's when it was supposed to be done. And then everyone's hef was in California. He was going to fly in, and, oh, okay. and we were going to come down. And, and then everyone, was, everyone was coming yeah, in. Yeah, everyone was coming. coming. We were going down to DC. Our buddy Hef was flying in, and. Uh, all our great friends were we were we were coming in the party, man. Right. So go were on. you there yet? No. 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 Okay. No no, no. no. I and it's funny. Um, the day and and I'll let four days continue. But the day he called, um, I was recording a football preview show because the high school football and I was recording it and I and, um, yeah, it, it wasn't. It, yeah, go ahead, four days. So like on October thirty first, I come home from work, you know, and I I see uh, my fiance that's sitting outside and she's upset i'm like oh it's gotta be the caterer it's gotta be that stupid <laughs> yeah. caterer man caterer. i knew i never liked caterer. caterer's gonna miss something yeah it's stupid so caterer. i walk over and i ask her what's going on and she basically she looks at me and she says uh we can't get married and i'm just like because of the caterer <laughs> right you're still yeah, yeah. i'm, right. I'm stuck caterer. on the caterer <laughs> yeah. and she's like no because i don't love you anymore i'm just like oh shit so one of the things I kind of want to I want to hit at, and I was going to go into this, m- the biggest thing I can ever say about whenever you're faced with a situation and you just don't know what to do, you have to know kind of like what you want, yeah, and you have to know how you get there, right? So one of the things that I that I've always had a fear about is failing. Mm. 
it's always, it's always for a lot. It's, it's, that can go for a lot of people abs- too. Absolutely. I mean, myself included. Yeah, sure. Definitely. And, and but it's something I never told anybody, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's something I've always I kind of dealt Til with. This podcast. Right. <laughs> now the whole podcast. Now the whole. No, I'm the same way. Go ahead. And you know what? We talked about. Um, we did talk about in another failing. episode. Yeah. We talked about which I think will be after will be released after this episode. So I don't want to refer to it. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> oh, you're right. It's we getting, did, it was getting the last confusing. One. Yeah, so you, we did talk about you're it in right. that episode. So listeners, subscribe. <laughs> either, either be but, prepared for it or it was a nice refresher. We did one talk, of the two. Yeah, we did talk about facing our failures. Yeah. So yeah, that segues into but that's, that. Yeah, yes. so go on. And, and, and so like that's one of the questions I actually I, – I I've always been uh, dealt with is like what, what most people never want to admit is um, what if you do fail? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. what if it happens? What if, what if you're happens? faced with a situation where, you know, you're just, yeah, you're just faced with it. Yeah. So, like, will you still be that same motivated person? Um, and, and again, a, a typical young person like myself. Yeah, of course. I mean, if, 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 if I would fail, if I would fall flat in my face, I'll pick myself back up and I'll keep moving. Yeah. But yeah. when it hits you, that's really hard. It's very difficult to take yourself out of that moment and say, like, Yep, I got to do this because because you're just thinking about that moment. And you're thinking, yeah. you know, you're you're all around that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, obviously, if you're the type of person that can do that, I give you two thumbs up. You know, yeah. good, good for you because yeah. uh, I I it's could. not easy. I probably would be the same way. I would I would probably think of different ways. I would go back and retrace all my steps, and I'd think of what 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 can I do better? What did I do? And I would try and just no, I uh, that's that's not an easy thing to do, right? You know? And and one of the things that why that was kind of like a fear for me is because I would have a pan- a panic attack, and at that point in yeah. time when that happened, I had the most massive panic attack that I could ever remember. But the funny thing is, this is I I don't know if other people react the same way, but this is just kind of like how I react. I swallow it, and during during thing, during yeah. that moment, I had the demeanor that everything was okay because when that happened, she she kept telling me, "Oh, you're handling this so well." I, I, yeah. I, I and what are you supposed to do? You know, I exactly. mean, and, and that's and like exactly. How do you like? What do you do? Like how? Yeah, I mean that, and you're in that situation because in my mind, I'm like, okay, if this is how she feels, I'm not going to change that. I have to. We have to find. A way to to move forward mm-hmm. and so like but that's a hard thing to do like when you're yeah. in that situation and when that's happening and and everything is that's that's all happening in front of you yeah Abs- like your absolutely. last four years your last everything so yeah so whenever we got in the car we went and uh i, I we got food because immediately i'm like do you want to get food because whenever she brought that up i'm like i need to get something to eat because i just came off did work. you go to that diner we went to that, that diner, diner. Yeah, oh that's an a awesome diner, diner. Yeah. it's a great diner di- it, that was also probably within walking distance we, of their uh, place do we have a name of that place Silver Should Diner. We, was silver it? Diner. Uh, I, could, silver I couldn't diner. remember it. It was they awesome. They actually, they can serve breakfast at any point in time. That's what I got. It's I got a, breakfast. Oh, it's awesome. it's it like just great. an awesome little diner. Is it the same it's, one from but, when Harry met Sally? Oh, I didn't see Oh, no. Fortnite's that's the a good movie, movie guy. Fist you would bump. see that. Yeah. Fist bump. That's a good movie. Good movie. Go on. I'm sorry. So, yeah. So, that that's going on. And, and basically, what we came up with is um, we had still a month left of our lease. So in in the wedding, the the date of the wedding is in three days. Yeah, the day of the wedding is okay. in three days. Thank God it was only a month, and not longer. You'd but, be surprised how long that month. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I'll let you get into that. Um, but yeah, so like basically when that happened, uh, I called all my friends and I told them, even my family, I'm like it's not yeah. gonna happen. 
And, and this this is a testament to the people that I and, and, and I, I'm a firm believer. The people in your life mold the person that you are, right? Definitely. Friends so, and family. Yeah. That's the, my biggest these, heroes. The, these people, Shifo, Hef, all of them are are basically like my family. And they were like, we're still coming. Definitely. And, and that completely blew my mind. We had a great wow. weekend, too. Because... I mean, it was great. It was it was hard. Yeah. But we had a great time. We tried to make, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sorry for it, but like... Um, no, yeah. Amanda and I, we kind of looked at each other and we're, we're like, we're going like, there's yeah. no way that yeah. we're not, you know, we're not, not go- like we, we will be there. Like we need to, we need to, to not like sell it, but like we need to, to rally, yeah. you know, we need to rally around Fordyce and, and Hef is flying in and like everybody, everybody came in, everybody who, um, you know, all your friends, uh, we all came in and we, and we just, I don't want to say like celebrated, but we just, right. you know, we, we rallied and we said, okay, like we're going to, we're going to get through this. We're going to get past this. Like we knew it was a difficult moment. Um, but let's go out and let's, you know, let's try and have fun and let's, let's try and do the best we can to, to be there for Fordyce. I mean, it just wasn't a good, you know, like everything you're doing and three days before the wedding, you know, and call it off. I mean, that's, it's brutal. So, so yeah, so go ahead. Yeah. So, so my friends, I mean, they, they gave me this unconditional love and support that allowed me to do a, a grieving on my own while at the same time like everything's going to be cool right yeah it, you you need and when that happens you you do need that you need that kind of like reassurance but the other thing i wanted also to, to point out you need is that, that support yeah absolutely and yeah. the other thing i want to point out that the other thing that's important is others cannot live your life for you right yeah you have to or you can't life. live it through others too correct you have to, yeah so even though they were there i mean which was ex- exactly what i needed at that time what was going through my mind is, okay, I need to do something, right? But yeah. I didn't know what that was. Yeah, and that's hard to figure out when you're in that moment. Yes, you, know, you need to do something. You need to, you're you're stuck in a rut, like you're in a yeah. And so what I did, I went to after uh, the weekend, I went back to work and I told my job what was going on. And I said, I'm still going on my vacation from the honeymoon thing, but I'm not going on a honeymoon. I'm going to California. And he and what he did was our buddy Hef uh, was awesome, and 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 I think all of us, you know, all of us kind of opened and said, hey, whatever you need. Uh, but Hef was awesome, and, and he needed, you know, Fordyce needed that. Um, you know, Ford, we hung out and and um, you know we had a great weekend and and all spent time with one another and and you know kind of rallied. And Fordyce got right back on a plane and went to California, mm. and he and he just was for the week, and yeah. and you just and you just got away. Yeah, you just got away. I really needed that time because I got away from everything, right? So I that I can be able to uh, to kind of think, right, mm-hmm. as well as yeah. not have any type of distractions. And at that time, yes. I wanted to look at how do I take back control of my life? How do I? Because you're in a situation where you don't have have control of it. Yeah, like you said, how do you? Like, yeah, I mean, that's a great point. Like, just take control of your well, life. I think that's really, I mean, there is a take home. There's a big take home point from this because you talked about before you had built your life with this other person. Yeah. So as soon as that other person's gone, it's almost like 50% of your life yes. is immediately gone. And there is this, I, I know what you're talking about. There's this sense of just. There's an emptiness. Emptiness and yeah. just not being sure. Like, what is my routine? Like, yeah. And you and I know I know the thought of like not not being broke up with somebody that I was engaged to, but that breakup moment of where you yep. think through all the things of like 
oh, I could normally call this person to talk about this or I yes. do this thing. Yeah. And, and you realize it after the fact. And so not to get stuck in that, but realize uh, there's a change that needs to happen. How yeah. do I get back? Absolutely. And, 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 and feel not like we're ever in control of our lives, but that feeling of control brings sanity. And, and I yeah. think on top of that, with what you're saying, um, and, and I don't want to you know, jump too far ahead, but I think with what you're saying, like you had to live with this person for another month. Yep. And I mean, that was, you know, like, and you go through all this and you're trying to get away and you, yeah. had, you, you had to, you know, and you found different ways and different apps, but like you still had a lease to go and you had to live with right. them for another month after all of this. Right. No, absolutely. And before even jumping into that, like at, at this point when I'm in California, you can't really tell somebody like, hey, you need to do this in order to get out. Right. They have to come up with that their own. They have to have that own realization that that aha moment. And while I was in California, I wasn't trying to have the aha moment. I was trying to find my normalcy because like what you brought up, like there are routines and when you're when you live with someone for that long, you do build up those routines. And what I was contemplating was like, are the, these the routines that I want? Yeah. Mm. Right. So what what do I how do I want to kind of like. Again, take back control. Like, where do I want? How do I want to live my life? What makes me happy? What kind of like triggers that? Yes. So, of course, while I'm out there, right, I go to a comic book shop. I go mm-hmm. to a candy store that I find the greatest, and going back to uh, the greatest cream soda ever. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I swear that it has, like a, it has a bumblebee symbol on it. I, I forget the name of it, and it's yellow. They actually were selling it at Sheets here in Pittsburgh. Is that right? Oh, But cool. they don't do it anymore that I can I've find. Not, I've not seen it recently. I think it's called like sh- Shells or We need shells. to find this cream it, soda. No, I brought it over that Did, one day. Oh, that, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Is it like a German name? Yes. I think I have had that before. It is amazing. I love cream soda. Well, I, I think, think what it's called. I think it's what, amazing. what we're referring to, and I don't know if we got this on the air, but we're referring to Uncle Fordyce's. And we can talk uh, about that later. But Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> but, go ahead. but so anyway, so I did all these things to kind of, again, take my mind off. So whenever I flew back, uh, I went back to my job mm-hmm. and I had to basically live at this place for a month. So at that point in time, I'm just like, I'm kind of, I fall back into those routines. But in, in the back of my mind, I'm always, I'm questioning, what should I be doing? Yeah. Right. So at the, at that moment, I'm like, all right, I have to get through this. I have to survive. So I got to go to work. I still have to go to work. Yeah. I got to start maybe trying to find a place to live. You still have to live. And Period. I, and, and then I have also have to have, look that. Where am I going to put my stuff, right? I have to move out at some point. So I immediately actually start dividing the things up that are mine and then things that her and I bought together and Mm. try to have at least that minimum conversation about it. Now, luckily at that time, we had two bedrooms, so I didn't have to sleep on a couch. I had another bedroom I can actually sleep in. It's a pretty awesome bedroom. Was that the one that we all... It was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was pretty Um, awesome. But also, I had a lot of friends where I was able to go and crash at their place if I didn't want to go home, which also is extremely helpful to just for sanity purposes. So the good... uh, I don't know if it's a good thing, but (laughs) one of my boss's friends was going through a divorce, and he actually had a huge house. Mm. And he's like... I'm never there. Do you want to rent it? I'm like, how much are you going to charge me? He's like, yeah. X amount. I'm like, that's less than what I'm paying now. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Jackpot. Because he was like, you can live there. Uh, and then at the same time, like, you can keep it straight and you can save some money. Yeah. I'm like, so it, So I did that. Yeah. And that's seemingly a good situation, right? Mm-hmm. 
Go on. So Seem- wait, so- wait, you said seemingly. Nah, man, there might be something there. Okay. <laughs> there might be something to that. Oh, you're foreshadowing. That's foreshadowing. A little bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I basically, I stay there from like January for about three or four months. And at it's this time, to March I'm, or I'm, April, I think. I, I, I tried to go out dating a few times just to take my mind off things, and now it just didn't work. Uh, and then I was at my job, and I guess one of the things that a lot of people struggle with is like, well, h- how do I motivate myself to get to what I want? I mean, that's one mm-hmm. of the, the, that's the that's a one cliche question that all of us always ask ourselves or we always go through. I want to get here, but how do I motivate myself? Right. And right. at the same time, you're also asking, this is another basic thing, what do I want? Yeah. So instead of me tackling the first question, I tackle the second question. <laughs> because that, ever since I got back from California, I kept, ask, I kept asking myself, what really do I want? Yeah. Do, you, do you want to stay here? Do right. you want to, what do you want to do? Right. Yeah. And granted, I've been at this job for 10 years. It's a, very, it's a good job. I, I, I love my bosses. Um, they were really good to me. I was re- good at my job. The very. customers were extremely happy. They you, were happy with me. You were making a nice wage. I was too. making a, a nice you know. wage. Yeah, yeah. And but it, oh. I, I never, I never had that feeling of like, all right, this is my next step. This is what I'm going to be doing. It's a, you're in a pretty good spot. I was in a, I was, I would like to call it, it's a comfort spot. Yeah, yeah. Where you're doing it for ten years, maybe a, a little bit less, but still. Right, and it's like this is, I'm okay. But once that thing hit me with that breakup, and my routine started to change, I started to question my routine with work. And then I was just like, okay, do I want to just try to find another job? No, I was not motivated to do that at all in in Virginia. And whenever I got that feeling of traveling, I'm like, do I want to live in Virginia? Hmm. Well, you started questioning everything. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's and I think that's one of the key points. It's like you don't want to just to kind of look to kind of look at yourself and look at your surround. You know, is that kind of where you're going? Absolutely. So you you don't want to like have narrow sight. Like uh, I just want to like maybe look at this because you also want to give yourself. You want to give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Like, well, who am I? Mm -hmm. Right. What 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 is Matt? Who is Matt Fordyce? Yeah. There's there's this there's this (laughs) quote by uh, it's a it's a Chinese philosopher. His name's Lao Tzu. Uh, and in the quote, he says, at the center of your being, you know who you are and you know what you want. And Good stuff. W- and when I was in in Virginia, I, did a, I went to a lot of classes, and that kind of stuck with me. Like, mm-hmm. all right, where am I the happiest? Well, I'm the happiest when I'm around my friends. Now, granted, I had friends that are in Virginia. And they were great. They were great friends. But yeah, it's, a, it's the, I guess the best thing I can, I can sum, uh, summarize it as, where do I feel like home? Right, you know, whenever you go yeah. home and you're just like, yeah, this is nice. And, and I think if if I can interject for a second, um, you know, you had the place that you were living, mm-hmm. and and you were living with your friend, and I, and I thought it was awesome that he did that, um, and just to kind of go along with the whole the whole. Um, you know, just theme of finding yourself and being happy and finding the place that you're happy and finding where you're, you're the happiest. Um, I thought it was a, a great place and it was a great situation. Um, but you have a lot of um, interests, you know, too, video games and, and uh, you know, music and all that. And I remember that place, um, you didn't get very good cell phone reception. 
And, and so it was hard to, and, and just kind of what you were talking about, it was hard to reach out to your friends and hard to talk to your friends. I remember like we would talk on the phone and sometimes calls would drop and things. And I know with Hef and some others, um, the same thing. So it was hard. The cell phone reception was hard. And one of your releases is video games too, at the same time. And it was hard to play video games and it was hard to, um, you know, kind of do the things that like you would release your stress from. Um, so I think that I, you know, and, and I remember there was a big snowstorm and you were stuck at the place for three days, the one time. And, um, but I think that the biggest, the biggest takeaway from all that, at least that I thought is like, here you are, you're in this situation, you're trying to reverse your situation, but like the things that you have a release for the video games and talking to your friends, you can do that, but sometimes you can't because of technology, because your Wi-Fi, because the calls are dropping. And sometimes you're just frustrated because you can't get to where you're at. You know. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I, I really believe, like, God puts you through things to test you, right? So every person has a characteristic about them that makes them them. Either you're strong enough to go through cancer, either you're, or you're strong enough to go through uh, a divorce to be remarried with uh, uh, other people's kids, or if you're a person like Amanda who who handles um, people with autism, kids with autism, mm-hmm. sure. right? Sure, yeah. I, I think we all have our own skill sets and our you own strengths. You all have strengths. a story. You we, all have a story to inspire people. Right. Yeah. So I, I think for, for what God was testing me was more so like you weren't meant for this person. Yeah. And I'm going to put you through something where ah. it's going to force you to find who you are. And because yeah. of his thing, what he brought up, like, I didn't have a connection. Like, my Wi-Fi sucked at that place, right? Yeah. I couldn't connect to my friends. And, like, uh, couldn't I, play I, video I, games. I couldn't have his release of, like, I'm going to go home and just, like, empty and, all of my, yeah. And and at the same time, like, I lived in the boonies. This house was in the boonies. I hmm. had to drive probably a good hour, hour and a half to work. Oh, wow. And and but, whenever yeah. there was a big snowstorm and, like, you couldn't go to work for a couple of days because the plow wouldn't come. Right. So compare yeah. that to, like, where I was living before where I was... You were in, like, the heart couple, of, like... Like, right there. Football fields away from walking. work. Yeah. And I had all of this stuff. But what God's saying, like, that's not you. Yeah. So now I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm not going to force you. I'm going to put you in a situation that's going to test you to get to what you want. Yeah. And that was hard for me to go through because it just felt like nothing was easy. Nothing was coming. It it, it just felt like I was just getting hit. You're constantly. spinning your wheels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and you don't and you're trying to figure that out. Like you're in the midst of figuring all of figuring everything out. Right. It's and just it, not a. It's an uncomfortable situation. So how do I find that answer? Right. Of like. What do I want and how am I going to find my motivation? I mean, like, everybody struggles with that. People are still struggling with that. People go through their entire lives not really being happy with what they have. Yeah. Yeah. So what I basically did is I talked to the people that meant the most to me. I talked to my mom. I'm like, look, I'm thinking about doing something drastic. She's like, what? You're not going to do anything (laughs) stupid. Right. Right. No, I'm like. I'm not happy at my job. She's like, oh, thank God. I don't think I don't think that job has ever been meant for you. And so that was kind of like, like where that okay, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. You never, here. you, you kind of, she's like, I've hinted at it, but I just, I knew that you were doing well. I didn't want to say anything. Why like, didn't you tell me this earlier, right, mom? Right. And then, <laughs> right. I, and then I also told her, I'm like, I'm not happy in Virginia either. She's like, yeah. oh, thank God. Where do you want to move? <laughs> and, um, and then at and the same is, I'm thinking, 
wait, why why are you telling me this now that this is a oh, right. good thing? We and, just talked about this before the podcast. Right. No, no, absolutely yeah. right. I didn't want to spoil it, anything. So right. I, well, so, I'm glad you held and, on. And for, and for perspective, his mom lived, what, she lived four hours away in Elkins at that point? Yeah. So your no, mom no, was, was four like hours five, away. About five, yeah. five hours away. So, yeah. It's just, yeah. So, at that time, I'm like, okay. And then I told her, I'm like, I think I'm going to move somewhere closer. I just don't know where yet. And my gut's telling me Pittsburgh. She's like, Pittsburgh? I'm like, that's where all my friends live. And she's like, what about West Virginia? I'm like, yeah, there's nothing there. It's not I love a, you guys, but there's nothing there. It's not the city of champions. It's not. No, you got it's, it's not. not the still city. Of that's bridges. right. Yeah. But so that was the first time I brought that up. And I started to think about it. And granted, this is coming from a guy that was at a job for 10 years, in a relationship for almost five years. I was pretty like... Pretty sad. I, I didn't make any changes. I was pretty like just living that comfort thing. So Shifo knows this. I'm a movie guy. So I, oh, I hardcore. get so, so awesome. hard, very very hardcore. Like I'm talking like you can name I any too, movie man. and I could probably quote at least one line from hardcore. that movie. Hardcore. Can awesome. we like, test you on this? Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to test me right now because I have all this other stuff going on my head. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll get to that later. I have yeah. a good question for Okay, you. good, good. Um, hardcore movie so, guy. Like I'm jealous. So one of the things that that kind of helps me because I, I also have a small case of uh, ADD where I, I can't really focus, right? So I've always, since the time I've been in high school, I've always had music going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Music is a thing that I can listen to it over and over and I can focus on. I know people can get singing with it, but I already had the song stuck in my head yeah, without the right. music, right? So it's, it's always there, but it's kind of like now it's, it's just my white noise. And <laughs> yeah, I was doing that for such a long time. Like I, I bought... Uh, the Crosses album. Yeah. I bought. I got into um, we saw synthesizer uh, '80s retro uh, dance with the dead. I don't know if you guys heard them. They're actually going to be oh really here Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh cool. If you if you're interested, I, we, Mr. Small, a good idea. Oh wow. Yeah, so I, 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 have a, yes. I have a meeting, but I won't be able to make it. Or else oh. I would be. If I didn't have a meeting, I'd be there. So anyway, so I started listening to all this stuff, and it got me like that. Kind of like what helped trigger me to start focusing on things. And then once I started doing that, I started to f- build my own routine. Even though I was still isolated, I had a smaller routine where I can build something off of. And then I was walking home from work. And like, you know what? I don't want to drive home in an hour and a half. I'm going to walk around the, the, the place that where, where our office was, which is in Reston downtown. It's a great, it's a great area. And they, there's like some businesses and they have a theater and they have like mm. Best Buy. And, and I was just walking and I saw that. There was a few movies playing. You know, I want to go to a movie. I haven't yeah. been to a movie in a long time. Go to a movie. Yeah. And right. the movie I went to uh, it was called The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yes. Oh. Great movie. I have not seen it, but I, I, think I, I know, know what you're talking about. So, so, Lee's got it. So the before even that, I was actually in a play my senior year, and I played a, a few parts in The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. So I kind of knew some of the things. That's, that I'm that, like, that's, you know that's, that's Ben older. Stiller movie, right? Huh? That's the Ben Stiller movie. Right? Yes, Wait, absolutely. That, that's been around. I, I was yeah, it's an old play. It. It's a very old play. I did that's not awesome. know that. Okay. So Great I, I too, so yeah, so I, um, I, I, so I was like, you know what? I kind of, I'm interested in it. this. Seems interesting. So I, I'll go to it. That movie completely changed me. And the reason why that is is whenever I watch a movie, I, I look for hidden gems. I look for messages and things that, you know, the either the writer or the actors are trying to say and there's this Mm -hmm. one part well just a basic background story of the movie this guy was uh he he grew up he was very um 
extraordinary. He was a kid that he would do skateboarding things, and then all of a sudden in his I don't want to give away the movie. So spoilers Spoiler here. alert. No. Spoilers. <laughs> yes. Um, that he basically had to put his life on hold, right? Because his father passed away. So he took over his father's business and he had to provide for his family. And then roll up 40 years later, he's the same person that he puts his career ahead and puts his family ahead before himself. And he works at Time Magazine. And Time Magazine is going through this transition where they're being bought out. And they're going to cancel the the actual magazine, which he actually helps. Uh, he's like a um, uh, what is that? A negative producer, where basically photographers will send him the negatives in oh, order yeah. to produce for on the actual cover oh, yeah, sheet. Yes. So in the movie, and when like he's being prodded by these takeover guys who are like the villains of the movie, and uh, you know, well, you know, what do you do? And Walt Mitty is a little bit like me, where he daydreams, right? Yeah. He thinks of a better life <laughs> yeah. for himself, and like he sees the girls, like oh, he he dreams of like uh, being this hero that gets the girl, etc. I don't know how many times I've ever done that. <laughs> it's insane the similarities with that. And there was this point where the final film or the photo that was supposed to be used gets sent to him, and he can't find it. And it's by this famous photographer who's traveling all over the world, huh. and. He had he's he has to find it, and his he he gets a lot of pushback that he doesn't take any risk at all, and I I forget the actual thing. Um, he he tells himself he's going to go do it because he he's getting inspiration from this girl, who says that you know she's a venturer, you know she's and she and he wants to try and impress her at the mm-hmm. same time he also wants to to do good about his job. He has a very high integrity, which I also think about myself definitely. Um, and he gets to this point where he finds out that uh, he needs to go to, uh, I, f- I think it's Iceland. No, no. Yeah, he cool. goes to Iceland. Is it Iceland? Well, yeah, he's so all he, over it. So he, so he <laughs> yeah. fist bump here. Yeah. So he goes to Iceland, right? And, it, and he finds out that this guy was on a ship. Like there's a, he get, he's finding a clue where one of the photos is, a, is an actual ship that he's, he's tracking down. But there's a helicopter that flies there, and he doesn't like heights. He doesn't like any of that stuff. And there's the, the <laughs> helicopter guy is drunk. That's going oh, to no. and he's going to be leaving soon. And he's like, "You going to go?" And Walter's like, "No." And all of a sudden, as the guy's walking, he gets in the helicopter. And Walter Mitty has this daydreaming epiphany where it's the girl that he likes, and she's singing a song directed to him, and oh. it's and it's the um, David Bowie song. Um, Major Tom. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, yes. yeah, it's awesome. great. It's, it's great. So she's singing that, and he's having this huh. these visions of like, I need to go do this. Uh-oh. So he, he grabs his thing, and it's something that's pushing him, and the helicopter is is taking off, and all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere, and jumps onto the helicopter. Not a daydream. That's him actually doing yeah. it, and that is the first step that. In order for you to make any type of change, you have to break that first barrier because hmm. that is the thing is like this is impossible. This is nothing that's not yeah, that's not yeah. going to happen. And when I saw that, I'm just like, holy crap! Yeah, bust through. It's a great metaphor. Yeah. And from then on out, he just did so many extraordinary things because he kept following Sorry, his his heart. I don't want to cut you off. I want to say the fascinating thing about that scene and what you're talking about. 
That sounds extreme enough, but he didn't even jump in the helicopter. He jumped on the leg, that which is insecure and dangerous. Yeah, yes. but he still took the risk. Yes, to jump and on I the leg. I thought that was yeah. cool because it doesn't always look good. Right. No, so, right. I just wanted to add that to No, that's you're... good. That's good. And I, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because I, yeah. Because then the guy was drunk too. The fire. <laughs> that's the most of the. He's like, it's I'm insane. exactly yeah. like that. I would not have done that. Wasn't but, he like? This is funny, but wasn't he like a redheaded Irish man? Yes. Yes. Well, I, I thought he Nothing was. Nothing sad with that. I'm just saying. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was just extraordinary. Because like when when I walked out of that movie, I was just like, Uh-oh. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take you're going to jump on the yeah. helicopter ledge. I'm not going to take jump on the helicopter, but I'm going to take a leap. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to take too big of a segue in saying this, but I think there is a good point to take home yeah. from there. And with no matter what you're doing in your life, listener, or with us and what we find ourselves doing now, like. Yeah. We very much, at least in my mind, you guys can weigh in, but I still feel like I'm on that journey to figure out yeah. what I want to do. Like I'm closer than I was yesterday sure. and months yeah. ago. But like Fordyce was saying, like you can't even sometimes begin figuring out what it is you want to do until you take that first step and break you, the routine. Yes. Until you yes. jump on the helicopter when you, when you break that routine, that's when new things mm. start to happen. Yeah, You allow... You allow that door that's cracked to be completely wide open for you to walk through. Yeah. Yes. Just, just to, to your happiness. So you don't even, you don't yeah. even need to know yet what it is you want to do. Because I think you can get, I think you could get hung up on that. I yeah. was hung up on that in high school and college. Yeah. And so I just, in a way, I'm kind of, I kind of did the advice we're talking about. I picked chemistry as a major. Yeah. And people might ask, why did you pick chemistry? That seems hard. <laughs> it's because I wanted to pick something. Yeah. I wanted to do something. And it set yeah. me on the journey of life. And so sometimes you don't have to have everything figured out. Because most of the time it's you gonna, won't. It's going <laughs> to fall into place anyway. But yeah. I, I just think that the biggest thing is to, um, you know, if you're unhappy, if you're not happy in your situation, maybe you've gone through something uh, like Fordyce did, <clears throat> excuse me, like Fordyce did, or, or you've gone through something similar and, or you're just, you're just in a routine and you're, you're stuck in a rut and you're not happy. Um, you have control of your own happiness yep. and you have control over what you want to do, you know, so take, take control back, mm-hmm. you know, stop living that life where um, you're unhappy day after day and, and make a change. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, yeah. I want to add to what Ben was saying about school and choosing, like I'm trying to think of the shortest way to say it. Like I went to school. Like, I think that's the thing a lot of people do. I think it just yeah. happens like your parents want it or someone's expectation. You're supposed to go to school, right? Quote unquote, supposed to. And yeah. school's not horrible and it's good and it can be good for some people. It's not the only way though. But what I will say with that is like, I wanted to go for music. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for music school. I just went somewhere and then I tried to audition and like, it was cool. I did non-required classes that you can get into without auditioning into yeah. them. Oh, wow. And, um, and it was cool. But the sad thing is I realized like I was getting tired of it because like any audition I couldn't pass and I realized all they wanted to do was basically turn you into a orchestra musician. And if that's not your desire, then that's kind of lame. Right. Um, anyway, I took a five-year break and then I was blessed to go back. But before I took that break... I switched my major. I didn't even really care. I was like, well, what can I switch it to? I switched to communications media. Yeah. I still didn't find anything I liked in it at the time. But when I came back to school (laughs) and I recently finished, I took a five-year break and just working. And that's all I was doing. And it's honorable stuff, but it was just work. And I felt disconnected. Like, 
I'm a zombie going through this. Yeah. So I went back, I finished, and in that, something amazing came, and I got into the love of film and other things, even more than just enjoying watching. When you got to the end of it. Yeah, yeah. and then I got When blessed, you battled through it. Yeah, to Definitely. do an internship with, as we all know, Josh and Lacey, and, and all this other stuff. I'm going the video route about it, but I also, I didn't let music die in that time. I was still doing it, but when I originally went to school, I had the thought that, well, the only way to make it in music is a one-track mine and how to yeah. do it, and it's this way. And I realized, like... I feel like another thing we can do is corner ourselves in to think there's only one way to do it and you're not successful. Yeah. If Unless you, you do, do it that it. way because other people did it that way and they and that's not true. It's an adventure. You're not supposed to know, like Ben's saying. You're not gonna know. No. Whether you know what you want to do or don't, you're not gonna know where that adventure takes. Don't but flip to the last the page. Yeah. Amen. I'm gonna clap yeah. for that. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Great <laughs> point, you. guys. Lee's great. Uh but no, I think, you know, looking at it and and I don't wanna get too far ahead because I I mean I know the story, but I think um I think that the best thing about Fordyce in this situation um, is he had an opportunity to have a blank slate, like period. Mm, I'm going to yeah. put all this behind me, yeah. and and I have I open the notebook and there's nothing on it. I can do whatever yeah. I wanted, and we had talked a lot of times, and he said I want to do this. I have this, I have this dream. I have that dream, um, and I and I said like you can do it, man. Like you can do whatever you want, and I know um, he's not doing it now, but he had dreams and aspiration to work with nonprofits mm-hmm. and, and just different things, you know. Different, um, yeah, I want to do this, and he and he had the opportunity to do it, um, and he opened it, and he had that he had a blank slate to do whatever he wanted, mm. and at the same time, that is scary as all heck. Oh, yeah. it is. Oh, that, and, yeah, and, and I think because it's, it's, it's not a routine, and right. you're not used to it. And it's about the perspective. I think the perspective is the most important part because it's how you view that and that's how you're going to react, right? So yeah. a lot of times, especially when that first when that thing first happened, my first perspective was panic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm falling apart, everything is a mess. It's and, a pretty normal reaction. And, and then whenever I started to kind of like build up slowly, I started I looked at it differently mm-hmm. from an, another set of lens. And then whenever I use media, I saw it through another type of lens. It's like, this isn't a failure. This isn't a fault, mm. right? This yeah. is it just what happened. Shipo said. It's, this is a way for me to expand myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We, uh, I was given the opportunity to maybe things that I wasn't able to, um, to do while I was in that situation. Now I can. Yeah. Whatever and, you want. But it, and I think that the, the, the wider perspective, uh, if you look at it, at a at a global global view when i mean global i mean like anything's available you know a lot of people say that oh you could do whatever yeah. you know the world's at your fingertips that's overwhelming yeah. yes <laughs> if, if, if somebody would say like or just ask well if you could do one thing yeah what is that one thing that you would do there you go because it allows you to focus on just one yeah and if you can do that one thing and at that point in time when i saw that when i saw the movie i want to move to pittsburgh yeah Mm. i want to change my job and i want to move to pittsburgh i don't know what i'm gonna do yeah but that's the first thing because right now i am unhappy when i leave my work and Mm. i'm unhappy when i go to work Mm. so when i made that decision it allowed me to kind of like to set a new foundation for things that I kind of wanted because when you start from scratch and Brian Simpson will tell you this, whenever he's building the house, you got to have some type of idea because if you go into that with no blueprint, nothing at all, <laughs> it, you're, you're going to have 
a lot of things that you're going to have to patch, right? You're going to have to yeah. fix. Yeah. Whereas if you start with something... Foundation. Simple. Yeah. Just one thing. It mm-hmm. allows you to say, okay, I did this. This is how it looks. Okay, I now I can add these other pieces to it to make it something that I want. Yeah. That's an amazing point, too, because if you would have thought about all the rationale of everything, you might not have never made Mm-mm. the choice. Mm-mm. Because it, you didn't have everything figured out. No. And if you don't take a look back and take a step out of that and look at the situation that you're in and figure it out like i'm unhappy how do i change this yeah. like i think that's the biggest question that, that you asked you know like i'm unhappy how am i going to change this and yeah. you did it yeah i mean that's yeah but it takes that first that first step and that first step is huge and there's more to the story no no there is more um all right so i make that decision so i go into work and i tell them like i gotta give my two two weeks notice they're like Okay, and which was extraordinarily yeah. surprising because that was the support that they gave me. Yeah, they were like, "We know what happened. We're glad that you're trying to find something that you want." Because they also were worried for me yeah. that I was just coasting. I wasn't trying to build upon anything. So that was actually nice good that, I, that I got that. Um, but I put in my two weeks, and I had a guardian angel on my side because I had uh, the shifos that say, no. "Hey, you know what?" You want to come up here? You have a place to stay. And at first, I'm like, mm, I don't want to be a burden. No. And at the, uh, at, but at the, at the next, next thing that came to my mind, and I think this is just you know God that was just like basically saying, you have to do this. If this is what you want, this is the route that you go. Yeah. And I told my parents that, and they were extremely reluctant because like, don't don't, don't be. Don't be that guy that sleeps right. on their couch for like a year and doesn't do anything. I'm like, no, mom, I, I have a goal. This is, this is the first step, right? This yeah. is, this is what I want to do. I want to move to get out, yeah. to clear my head, to get to start somewhere fresh, and then all I'm gonna do is look for what I want. And I'm not gonna be saying like, uh, I'm gonna go f- try to get like the perfect job. I'm like, no, I want to try to get my foot in the door with something. And if yes. that doesn't work after a couple of months, my plan is to I'm going to have income to be able to like you know I'll make it somewhere. Yes. The, the, go ahead. Oh no, I I think the, the way that Amanda and I took it, um, you know, we would we would do it for for four dice. We I mean you know like I said one of the one of my best friends, one of the best people that I know. Um, but I think that the bigger thing is that if we were in that situation, he would do it for us. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the way that I, that we looked at it yes. and yeah, I mean, we would, he would absolutely do that for us. And, and we, we were like, yeah, come on up. Like, even if he were still in a situation, we'd say, yeah, move in. Like we have, we have our room back there that we, uh, we cleaned out the room like hard like it, it was pretty messy before Ford I showed up and we cleaned it out like literally was went that, and cleaned was that your room that used to have the papers that you write it was not it the was Pittsburgh toilet anymore it, no no not that one that's downstairs uh <laughs> but no it, it was it was pretty messy but we we said hey we gotta you know we we gotta and and we're gonna give Fordyce his own space and he can do whatever he wants and have it whatever it doesn't matter you know like this is his place like he needs to figure out whatever it is and um guardian angels that's all yeah, i have to say no i i, I mean you deserve kudos on that honestly though like a lot of that's people huge. won't do that but it's, yes. you, when you hear about it people only say negative things that's a good thing 
thing. Fordyce is a saint for putting up with us. Putting up with me specifically, <laughs> no, not my wife. He sat down at the table and he waited for you guys to come home. You guys, uh, we got to talk. You have to move out. He's, <laughs> he still has a key to my house. I do. He has a key. He still has a key to my house. We got well. No, we uh, we cleaned out the room and like I said, we went to WVU. So we went to um, a key place and we got a WVU key. Yeah. For oh, okay. I still have it so we got so we got um, you know W. So um, you know we just wanted to, to make him feel at home and and wanted to give him his space and um, you know just try and help. And I think. Um, you know, the, and and he was awesome. Like the best, the best room. Like I love my wife; she's the best. But like, no, like I, I don't want to say like he's a close second. No, like I was. Like, we love you, like, Amanda. We do. But no, like the best roommate. Like he would, he would make us food. And we, I remember one time, like Amanda went to his grandma's and we made chocolate chip cookies. Oh, the whole time. Awesome, yeah. And and he would like. He's a great cook. Fordyce is an awesome cook, and we'd listen to music. And we'd um. Yeah, so so yeah, I, I feel bad for you for putting up with no, at least no, me no, no, for no, that no. for that time. And, um but but he was but we wanted to give him his own space. We knew and um we knew what he was singular minded, like, hey, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna get here. Uh, we were like, Hey, go and do it. Like we just wanted to give the space to do it. And and I think this is just a testament to like who Shifo is. I mean, I, I, a lot of times we don't realize the people we do have in our life, right? I mean yeah. It's one of those things where you you have family and a lot of people just feel this like unnecessary burden that they have for bothering people and there are mm. there's a reason I'd why do that Shifo, too, though. there's a reason why Shifo's in my life there's a reason why Shifo's in your life yeah. and so it's we have to use not use, but we but have to lean on lean. our friends yes, whenever we absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. times, people don't do that, yeah. and, and it's it's mainly because they, they just feel that they're not worthy. Yeah, and I I will say that I did have that feeling a little bit yeah. because for the sole fact that I don't I know I need to do this on my own, and I don't want to to bring this uh, this cloud, so to speak, to, to yeah. my friends, right? Uh, but uh, to tell you the truth, like, I would probably feel the same way. If I were in your, you know, I would, like, oh, no, I'm okay. Like, I can... And I would no. tell you you'd be a fool. Just, just do I'm it. I'm stubborn. You know <laughs> me. Yeah. Um, but I I'll think... S- I'll say there is some interesting um, cultural dynamics with what we're talking about in, in American culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's really all I could speak for because that's the only place I've, I've lived... But we do feel that in in America where we don't want to be a burden to each other. And I won't say that it's maybe not necessary to go out and and find people, like make that happen. Find people to live with. Find people to live with. (laughs) But when you do find them in your life, you need – it's like – Hold them close. Yeah, Yeah. it's a treasure. Those friends. Yes. And and we definitely should – um realize that whenever we do have those people because that's that's sometimes in in some ways that's deeper than blood yeah because your your family like that's an expectation in some ways yeah friends yeah and i love my family but when you find a friend that will do that for you that doesn't have to And we, and we would do, I mean, we do it now. It's Fordyce, you know, and we do it for, and there were a number of other people that, you know, a number of other people that we know that we would do the same thing because we're family. Yeah. That's just what we do. We did it, you know, the couple. But I think that the biggest thing for Fordyce is he came in, um, but one of the coolest things is, is he came in driven absolutely driven to get to this next step. And um, he came in and he said, like, I'm going to work at PNC. 
Like that was it. Like I'm just going to come in and I'm going to work at PNC. Like there's no, like, period the end. Yeah. You know, po- period point blank. I'm going to work at PNC. And he was so driven to do that and just to come in and, and just like punch through and Hey, I'm going to work at PNC. That's it. Yeah. I, I have never been that motivated in my entire life. He was, not, not, not through college. Like I, wow. I went, I went to like driven's an understatement. I, I went through some of my classes cause I actually went as a, uh, this is to play off Lee's point. I went to college going for a computer engineering degree. Okay. Which I I was like also like you, Ben, where I just picked something. Yeah. yeah. And it was something that paid well. I was good with computers. I could do this. Yeah. And I walk in and I'm like, oh, I like the hands-on stuff, but the chemistry, the the physics, the advanced physics, the advanced calculus with physics. Mm. No, <laughs> oh, no, that's no, awful. No. It, it, was, it was awful. So and, I'm a journalist. And so, <laughs> then, so then I transitioned to business, which was easier for me because I I, I, I just was good with that stuff. Yes. Yeah. So was I really motivated for that? No, I just, again, picked another degree that I could use. And mm. it kind of sounds bad, but I never visioned myself as like having this type of career. But whenever I saw, again, that movie and I made that first step to move to Pittsburgh, I'm like, now is my time to find that. Yeah. Hard, I want to hardcore find... Hardcore driven. Like, yes. I'm, I'm talking like... I made so many resumes. I went out on Route 30 all the way down to Greensburg, to um, Latrobe, to yeah. every type of business yes. that like financial, all that stuff, and just hand out my resumes. And, and I think and I think the biggest thing, and, and I think you're kind of getting to that point, but like you come in here, you're starting new, you said, I'm going to work at PNC, but it's easier said than done. It's easy to have yeah. a plan. It's easy to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. How do you get there? How did you get there? You know what I'm saying? Like how, um, yeah, with, with, you know, you went through, it's easy for me to come in and say, oh, hey, I'm going to do this. But then like the process and, and the process you went through to find your job, how motivated were you to get there? So four days too, before you, before yeah. you answer that, yeah, definitely. Sure. I, I think this is a good point where I kind of want to break. Okay. Because oh, we've hit, we've, <laughs> we've gone on a little bit longer than an hour. Okay. And so, oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad for a breaking point. Um, and I think a good way of summarizing this with with what you guys are, we're, what we're getting into yeah, now. Yeah. So you talked about before you didn't really feel that motivation. Then this moment happened, and like you come to Pittsburgh and you're driven. Uh, I think sometimes something that I struggle with and probably a lot of people start struggling with as they get older is you stop feeling like you have as much clean slate left. Sure. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. my biggest question, I guess, to you, and maybe we can explore this a little bit in, in wrapping up here, is how do you continue looking at you know the life in front of you as a clean slate and not allow those past failures to define you and hold you down. So how did you how did you get to that point mentally? Like maybe it came to a head when you saw the Walter Mitty movie. How do you get to that point where you come to the realization that, well, no no matter what I've experienced in life, tomorrow is actually a clean slate. And I could push all that aside. That's hard to do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an epic question. It is a really, it is, it is a really, epic, a really good one. Yeah, that's... epic question. But maybe if there was some simple things that yeah. that led to that. So the Walter Mitty movie opened the door, right, mm-hmm. and allowed me to to make the first leap. And then, so once I got here, I really had to think about what are my next steps, right? 
and and I had to think about within those steps what is it that I'm trying to accomplish what am I what is it that I want because it's it's that desire that helps fuel that clean slate right it helps you to not think about the things that you may have thought defined you in the past such as I just had a good job that I kind of coasted through right so yeah I'm going off of a completely not a not a great career driven type of experience so with this I'm I kind of looked at it like if I had my perfect job what would that look like it's a great question for anybody if you had a perfect job what, what would, would that you look do? like yeah now for me if I had if I was dreaming it would be either a a movie writer or a video game developer yeah period. but those are unrealistic because I stink at writing <laughs> even though yeah. I try to do it you're a liar <laughs> good writer <laughs> but this is a very good point because I would like never mind I'm not gonna say anything it's just I like where you're going there's a reason okay no yeah. uh, okay so and and at the same time I'm I cr- I'm crap with like video game type technology stuff in order to do that so the next step is all right well what would make me happy what would fulfill me that i would get the most at least career-wise enjoyment i'm good with people i love working with people so i took a small a small smeg a segment that you can throw into like into like a job right okay so what skill sets do i have if i know that i want to work with people what are my skill sets yeah i'm with, with people by the way Thank you. That's that's. I'm blushing again. Uh, <laughs> no blushing. <laughs> <laughs> and the skill sets is I have a business degree and I worked at a financial firm for ten years, so I have a lot of extensive knowledge about customer service with people that have money and giving them advice and helping them through financial issues, such as uh, if they, um, you know, have an estate account, they need to they need to know understand like maybe some some of the regulations and all that type of stuff. So I have a little bit of that knowledge. So, all right, where am I located? Is this where I want want to be? So Pittsburgh's where I want to be, right? So I took all that information and I kind of like drew into like almost like a formula. And that solution was like, okay, I'm in Pittsburgh. One of the biggest industries here is banking, right? You have one of the largest banks here, PNC. That's where I want. Driven. Wow. I mean, that was like he was... He was very, very driven. He said from day one, and, I'm going to PNC. And, and it's it's hard to think like that, right? Yeah, I mean, is. you have to – I think it really well, – it takes, it takes energy because if yes. you're already beat yes. up yes. and if you're already down on your luck, sometimes you want to veg out. And that and that is actually – that's a great point. So I think one of the parts that helped me is it's the move. I would mm. never have been able to do that if I was in Virginia. Mm. Yes. By coming here, I was able to kind of like – all those monkeys are off my back. You hit the reset button. Exactly. Yeah, I was yeah. able to gather my energy by just being around the people I wanted to be around with and also being in a place where I wasn't reminded of my failures. Yeah. That, but, that That's a great point, and I think that is a really good point for our listeners to take home. Yeah. And, you know, just to be a little vulnerable, too, like I, I feel that way pretty often when I have to drive Lyft and Uber. It's just not... Yeah. It's a job I do right now to pay the bills. Sure. But it's not my passion. Yeah. But what I find a lot of times is that when I'm thinking about how much I don't want to do that, it becomes a little overwhelming yeah. and discouraging. And it's not nearly as bad as actually going out and doing the job. Yeah. Or yeah. do or doing things you love. So 
there, there's something to be said for putting yourself in an environment that takes those monkeys off your back. That yeah. gets your that gets your mind reset. Yeah. So that you can actually you can function and you yeah. get your energy back and and that drive back to do things. Yeah, because it, it's, it's that's that's an excellent way to to look at because it it's just like if you're dividing your energy up into like so many segments, you don't have any energy left to look at a clean slate. Yeah. Hmm. It's it's very it's very hard. You to have do nothing that. left. Really, yeah. you really do. And so, I mean, some people can do that, but I don't want that stress. That's right. Very, yeah. It's very and that's that over time. Let's say, for instance, because this is the other thing. Just because you're trying to look at a clean slate doesn't mean everything's going to fall into place. You're going yeah. to have obstacles. You're going to yes. have bumps. You're going to have people that say, no, you can't do that. And you have to have the energy to say, yes, I can. Break yeah. through it. Yeah. And, and I think that's what we're going to get into next time. I like okay. it. Okay. So we have we have to break here. But Fordyce, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. We're going to continue. Yeah. We'll Woo! continue this the next discussion. time. So... Listeners, if you haven't subscribed yet, please hit that subscribe button. No matter where you're listening, iTunes, Google Music, or SoundCloud. Listen through. The end of this story is great. You'll want to hear it. Yeah. You'll hear part two next week. Episodes every Monday. So we'll catch you next time.